This is Vicky from Vivid Talks. Today I'm bringing on a very special guest, Taylor from Kinpatsu Cosplay. She's a super talented cosplayer that sews and crafts her own costume. She also specializes in creating tutorials on how to style your wig, as well as making patterns for crafting your own weapons and armor. I hope you enjoy some of the tips and insights she'll be sharing with us. Thanks so much for joining us today, Taylor. I'm so happy that you can join us for the interview at Vivid Talks. Would you mind introducing yourself to all of the listeners as what you do as a creator? Thank you so much for having me, first of all. My name is Taylor. I am part of Kimpatsu Cosplay. Basically, myself and my partner, Eric, we make cosplay costumes. And from the costumes, we then create tutorials, patterns, and videos. And we put them online to help other creators make their own cosplay costumes. It seems so difficult to do all your crafting. And I see like in your background, you have all of your props and your wigs and your costumes. It's amazing. Thank you so much. So how long have you been doing cosplay for? I've been cosplaying now for eight years, I believe. I think I did my first cosplay in 2012. October 2012 was my first convention my first cosplay and I just went as Misa from Death Note using clothes I had in my closet and my own hair. At that point, I couldn't make anything. I didn't know how to sew. I didn't know what EVA foam was or anything. How did you go along this transformational journey? What got you started to become a cosplayer? I went to an expo that we had in South Africa. I think that was probably like nine or 10 years ago. And it was the first time I'd ever seen cosplay. I didn't know it even existed at that point. I kind of seen it online a little bit, but I didn't think where we were from in South Africa that this was something that we had and that we did. It was really cool compared to like the Canadian and US conventions. It was tiny. We had like 30 people maybe in costume, if, if even that much. Cosplayers there were all like in cardboard, armor and stuff, but I thought it was so cool. I saw the cosplay competition that happened. I just thought it was the coolest thing because I'd always been into making costumes and Halloween stuff and gaming. And I was like, well, right. this, is, <laughs> this is perfect, right? It brings the two things together. So I didn't cosplay for like a whole year and that convention kind of came around again. And I was like, okay, well, let's try and do something. And then it kind of never stopped from that point. <laughs> What kept you motivated to continue learning like different skill sets to build on your cosplay repertoire? I've always loved just creating something. Before I was doing cosplay, I was actually super into art. So my whole life I'd been drawing and painting. I was in the middle of a fine art degree when I picked oh. up cosplay. So yeah. Just fit right me, in, right? <laughs> just an aspect of being able to create something. And I was so sick of art at that point that I was like, <laughs> this, I'm going to redirect, just have fun with it. The motivation has always been just being able to make cool stuff. It's fun being able to just create something from nothing. And I've always thought that was really, really neat. Do you ever think you'll get really sick of like one specific project? Because I know you have like really big builds, your crazy armors <laughs> and stuff. So <laughs> I definitely do get sick of project. That's like the one nice thing about how we've kind of started working for the last four years. We try and make one costume every month. That's it. I used to have like six costumes going at once. The problem was that you work on one and you wouldn't have a deadline and then you just never want to touch it again. So right. it's, it's kind of nice to do one a month because it forces you to get it done and get it done quickly. There's not enough time to really get sick of it. So you're saying a lot of your like costume pieces with like sewing and all the armor stuff usually takes about one month per costume, right? Most of the time, yeah. So it, it'll normally take us about 
three to four weeks to build a costume. Some of the larger ones can take two months. We just finished a Goblin Slayer costume. Some of the props are on the wall there. I see that. Yeah. The helmet. Yeah. <laughs> that was a big one. That took a little bit longer than normal, but most of the smaller ones, the sewing ones, they'll take anywhere from like one week to four weeks, depending on how how many mistakes are made and depending on how complex the stuff is that we're doing. If you were to start a project on say, like your Goblin Slayer project, what is your workflow? Like how do you get started and kind of walk us through like what steps do you do to complete your project? So one of the first things we'll normally do is I sit and find reference. I'll go through Pinterest and Google and like other cosplayers works, Instagram, trying to just find reference on what the costume looks like. A lot of the time there's always different versions. If you're like talking about something like League of Legends, for example, they'll have splash art, they'll have concept art, and they'll have their in-game model. And all of them are like right. a little bit different. Don't you hate that? <laughs> yeah. They're always a little bit different in some way. And then you've kind of got to decide, okay. And, yeah. So like for Goblin Slayer, the manga version and the anime version are just slightly different. So we had to kind of say, okay, well, which one are we going for? There we kind of decide, okay, what materials are we going to do? So Eric and I will normally back and forth now and say, what about this? What do you think of this material? We can use this fabric. We can use this kind of technique for this piece. And then we kind of break down what we want to use and how we kind of want to go about making it. And from there, we then try and kind of plan out pieces at a time. Our Patreon, which is kind of our main focus, is we do three to four tutorial books for a costume every month. The first book's going to be about the helmet. The second book's going to be about the shoulders, the third is going to be about breastplate, and then so on and so forth. And then we kind of try and work like per week on a certain aspect of the costume. Sometimes we don't totally stay on track, but um, <laughs> yeah, we try, we try our best. And once we finish making the costume, because that's kind of only half the process for us, we'll normally be filming. So we've got like our camera set up over there. So whenever we're making a piece, we'll either film it or like take photos of every single step. We then have to take all those photos and compile them into the books. I'll normally write the books, get the photos to Eric. He then compiles them into the eBooks for us. I'll also hand him any video footage we do. I'll do the voiceover and then he edits it all into our YouTube videos, which we then put on YouTube. So <laughs> there's like a lot of post-production that ends up happening like beyond just making the costume. If we have three weeks to make a costume, then we have to have like an extra week or two to then edit the photos, make the books, make the videos, make the patterns as well, which are really like super complicated normally. So. Oh, I can't imagine making pageant patterns for armor. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Kudos to you. <laughs> Like, it's such a huge production. You spend so much time processing the content afterwards. It seems like you're spending, like, half the time doing that. Have you thought about, like, maybe getting help so that you can focus more on creating more costumes? Eric's always been there. Eric's been, like, <laughs> Eric's always been there, like, helping out. It was kind of a year ago, two years ago, that he was like, okay, listen, you cannot do this on your own anymore. You are not managing this right. on your own so can i step in and help you so he's really really helped so much with managing the content like he does things like handle emails which i'm so terrible at <laughs> so he has really really helped with that side of things so we do have a little bit more time to make stuff and he also helps me make stuff now oh wow we're getting to a point where it's like okay you're gonna go do that and i'm gonna do this and then it's like split effort on both the creation part of it and then the content creation part of it. It's been a little bit easier and I think some of our books and patterns and videos have really improved 
because of his help and stuff now. Sounds like a huge like production flow going <laughs> there. I like respect you guys a lot. I love following your like <laughs> progress of how you go through your journey and making each props because you guys are so talented. Everything's so accurate and it's perfect. I'm like, oh my god, this is so good. Oh, Just fangirling so here much. for a little bit. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, I'm glad Eric's able to help you because that's super overwhelming from what it sounds like. There's yeah, so much work. No, it's tough. I had like a lot of late night. Now it's kind of become a lot more manageable. When you work with other people, there's so much that get put in from like somebody else's perspective that's so different. And I think it improves the overall work and the content that we create now because I'll make something and Eric will look at it and be like, okay, but what if you tried this? And I'll be like, oh my God, I didn't even think of that. It's better. I think it's always nice to have that kind of collaborative input with people. It's been... A learning experience trying to work with other people because like I've always mostly done things on my own but it's been really cool to be able to change how I've done things and make them better now going forward. I think a lot of people struggle especially cosplayers who kind of start it's really hard to trust someone to take part in your own creation right because it's like your yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah no for sure like I used to have like friends be like can I help you with anything and I'd be like mm, <laughs> no. I'm good. I can do this. I've had to let go of that, but it's been good. I think people get stuck in like their way of doing things and they think that that's the only way and that's the only way that works. But if you are able to then let go a little bit and allow other people to give you input, give you feedback and try things differently that you may not have wanted to do before, you have completely different results that a lot of the time a little bit better and improved. Eric's taken things that I kind of did, techniques that I would work with, some of the gold edging stuff that we do, and he's taken them and been like, okay, but I think we can do this better. And he's found ways to improve it. Now he, he does it better than me now. <laughs> it's a nice balance because like I'm a little bit all over the place. I, there's just like no no order, no organization. I'm very like bouncing around ideas all the time. And he's just like, calm down. Uh, what is the word? Like he's like so organized. Organized. Yeah. I can't even <laughs> use words. Like he's organized and like we're like very opposite. I'm the super unorganized person. He's super organized and very intellectual and he approaches things from like a completely different place than I would. They do like feed off each other and help in, in certain aspects. It's a good compliment, right? When you're <laughs> lacking in certain skill sets, the other person <laughs> yeah. compliments it. So exactly. I'm glad you guys have a really good like team dynamic going to be able to, you know, pump out all these amazing projects. <laughs> Did you self-taught yourself? Do you some research or did you get someone to teach you? Like, for example, your sewing and some of your crafting skills? Most of the stuff is self-taught or through YouTube research. I've had friends sometimes tell me how to do things that have helped, like with sewing bias tape and things like that. The foam stuff for me was always pretty easy because, you know, I came from an art background, so I kind of knew how to paint. Foam stuff, you just throw some paint on it and it looks okay. That works for me, but sewing has always been really really difficult like i said i am not an organized person i am not a numbers person i am not <laughs> a calm do it in the right order kind of person i'm just kind of like throw it on and see what happens so for sewing that doesn't really work because there's like certain steps involved and measuring and cutting neatly sewing's always been super difficult for me but over the years just practicing trying to look stuff up learning how to do things the right way <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would love to get more books on sewing to actually learn. Everything has kind of come from YouTube and other cosplayers making tutorials and picture tutorials and their progress and tips. I think I've spoken to a lot of other cosplayers, but I think that 
People who are good at crafting struggle with sewing and vice versa. People who make sewing costumes are always saying, "Oh, but armor is so hard." And the people that make armor costumes are like, "No, sewing is so hard." Like I'll always、ah. be more impressed by like a super huge ball gown than I am by an armor costume because I know how to make that. I don't know how to make a corset. I don't know how to sew a petticoat or anything like that. The stuff I do is very incorrect. <laughs> I'm <always laughs> actually like always putting foam in my sewing. I put foam in that Ari dress because I don't know how to use interfacing. So I was just like, put foam on it. But you, you just gotta be creative, make it work, right? Even if it's not necessarily conventional, if you get the results you want, then it's totally fine. I didn't know you can use foam for sewing. I feel like crafting is completely like I can't do it. It's, it's just. <laughs> Boggles my mind. When you tell me to sew a dress, I can pump it out in like a few hours, but no crafting. Oh my gosh, sewing takes me hours and hours to make. So, for example, if you were to make like a sword, how long does that usually take for crafting? So we made our Goblin Slayer sword in two, three hours, I think. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah,、like、that's real. All took like. A couple hours, definitely、wow. under a day to build a sword. The priming takes a little bit long, but that's mostly because you just have to wait for it to dry. That dress, I have spent like four days on it, trying to sew it、oh. and get it right, and put all the pieces together in the panel. Yeah, I'll take armor over sewing most of the time. <laughs> I can't believe that took like one day to make a sword. <laughs> I know, one day to make a sword, but then like four days to make a dress. Yeah, sewing does take a bit longer because there's a lot more. Intricate pieces to it, whereas with the armor pieces, it's just the drying, the waiting time, right, for it to set.、So. Pretty much, yeah, exactly. I feel like there's always a lot more that can go wrong. Something was mispinned, and then you got to go back and you got to unpick、right. it, and you got to redo the stitches, and that takes time. If you're gluing pieces together, just pull them apart again, and then do it again to fix、oh. that same mistake in foam or in sewing. It takes like half the time. Oh, really? I just thought like you can't rip it apart because it'll break. Ah,、uh, it depends. If you realize kind of what's happened, like soon enough,、Before、you can kind of quickly like pull it apart, or you can、oh. just cut it again. Like, it's okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> Crafting scares me. <laughs> so then, what would you say would be one of your proudest projects or creations you've made? So one of my favorite costumes that I've made was our Sister of Battle costume. I think we finished that like two years ago or so, but it was one that I'd worked on. And kind of finished, but I wasn't happy with it. I'd worked on it for like five or six weeks at the time, and I was like, okay, it's all right. And then I kind of spent the next year sitting, fixing it, adding to it. I learned to do leather working for the costume. I kind of tried to up my sewing game a little bit for it. Learned all these new different techniques. Eventually, we finished the costume a second time, and it was really, really cool because it was the biggest costume I'd ever made. The most Intricate costume I'd ever made. I got to go to Chicago and compete in the costume、uh, on behalf、wow. of South Africa. Just an overall awesome experience, and it was one of the costumes I kind of worked on the most because normally we'll make a costume, we'll finish it, and we won't go back to it and adjust it. Like it's done. So that for me was like this long, drawn out process of getting the costume to where it needed to be. That was one of my favorite costumes. So I'm glad you got to take it to a, a competition. The whole atmosphere there with the competition was so cool. Like we got to meet people from different countries and、Yay. hang out in Chicago, which was really fun. Do you do a lot of traveling then for events? We have done some international conventions. We used to live in South Africa. We live in Canada now. Yay, Canadians! You're probably at least a ten-hour flight from pretty much everywhere else in the world, at least. So if you're going to go up to Europe, it's going to be like ten to twelve hours. To the States is about eighteen hours. To Canada is twenty-two、wow. hours. 
we didn't really get a lot of invites because it was just so far for us to travel. But we did right. do like maybe two or three conventions a year, mostly in Europe. So now that you're in Canada, when things kind of loosen up a bit, <laughs> you're going to plan to do a lot more conventions then? I would love to be able to go to more Canadian conventions. And we've even planned to do a couple in the States just because, you know, if you want, you can road trip it. Obviously, flying to places, you're limited by size. It would be cool to be able to just drive somewhere. A couple hours of flight is not too bad. I mean, what, five, six hours to get to maybe LA or something? Whereas we had to travel 24 hours previously when we'd done Anime yeah. Expo. So it was really, really hard. Bonus that you guys are in Canada now. And plus the snow. I saw you really yeah. enjoyed like, the first snowfall. No, it's amazing. I love the snow. I keep planning costumes that we can take into the snow to do photos of and stuff because like we've never had a chance to do that take advantage of like yeah. the amazing outdoor scenery and cool locations and stuff here mm -hmm. in canada we didn't have that much back in south africa especially where i was from which was like johannesburg so it was like major city center not a lot of wildlife not a lot of parks and trees and stuff i'm pretty sure you're gonna get sick of the winter because eight months of the year we are in winter <laughs> i know i know i think a lot of people especially when they live in canadian climates they have to be very creative for studios or backgrounds like oh, building yeah. studios and whatnot we have had to consider this already in south africa the climate there is super chilled so it never gets cold. South African homes have a, a garden so you can go outside to airbrush or spray paint or whatever. Here, you cannot leave your doors and windows open in summer because it's too humid. You can't leave <laughs> it open in winter because it's too cold. So we've already had to like try and figure out ventilation systems because, I mean, we have four cats and we cannot have glue fumes and stuff going on. They're our main priority. So we do have an attic space. Anything like toxic, we go up there. It's cold. It's not really insulated. Sewing costumes in winter mostly and then in summer we can do armor costumes <laughs> yeah it's very very climate dependent and it's been an interesting challenge have you thought about maybe using your garage space for it because when i build like really crappy like armor i usually move my car outside of the garage and i yeah. just leave my paint and everything sprayed in oh, the garage we so. definitely want to do that we have a carport right now maybe next year sometime we were really hoping to enclose it we would oh. love to have like a little bit of a woodworking station in there. You have lots to do already, like lots of projects going on. Enjoying your first Canadian winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's been really nice though. It's just so different. Like we've never experienced fall in the same way that people in Canada and North America have. In South Africa, even in summer, most stuff is brown and dry. It's dry grass and dry trees and yeah, not very green in summer. <laughs> not very red in winter. The only time that anything really changes is in spring when we get jacarandas and then it goes very purple. Mm. It was so cool to like be here for Halloween and it's fall and people have Halloween decorations up. Like it's so completely removed from what we're used to. You know, we're having Halloween in summer. We've always oh, had summer yeah. winters being in the Southern Hemisphere. Every Christmas we would have like a, a barbecue outside. Oh, a bry. Wow. We called it a bry. That's, a, that's the South African word for it. Be outside and kids are swimming in the pool and it's really weird. But I'm, I'm so looking forward to having like a snowy Christmas. Right. We already set up our Christmas tree. We're like Aww. ready for it. I'm so excited. What would be a last piece of advice you want to give someone who's trying to get into cosplay i think the best advice i can give is just to do it just start <laughs> you want to sit and plan and try and figure out how you're gonna do it what you're gonna do it's better to just dive in it'll get you started and from there it'll just grow don't worry too much about if it doesn't work out the first time nothing <laughs> ever goes as planned 
Nothing ever works out the first time, very, right. very rarely. Every time a mistake is made, you learn from it and it goes towards making something else in future. Don't see the mistakes as failures necessarily, just learn from them and then grow from them and it will improve your craft and keep pushing you forward. I just wanted to thank you for joining us today and sharing all of your wonderful stories and your journey of how you became such an amazing and talented cosplayer. Thank you so much again, Taylor. Thank you so much for having me. Hearts, hearts.